All right, what a difference a week can make. Are you kidding me? I, I was ready to uh, cash it in and throw everything away after just an abysmal performance, 40-14, to 14, a loss in Detroit. But Hayes Carline, they completely turned some things around. And it's such an unusual way to really look at this game because King Henry goes for 96 yards in the first quarter. And who would have thought they would have been able to come from behind and get a victory? But that's not only what they did. They pulled it off in a dominant fashion. Yeah, they, they absolutely did, Rick. It was a wonderful game, and uh, can't wait to dive all into it. And, and talk about your great pick, picking the Jaguars to go into Nashville and get a big win. Uh, so uh, definitely want to get into that. want to thank our sponsor first, the uh, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, John Spicklemeyer. Rick, I had a great conversation with John today. He is back on board for 2023, and he wants to get together with the truth teller sometime in January. Uh, once we get through the holiday, John's going to be going to Montana with his family. They do that every year uh, around the holidays. But uh, but we get back in January, the three of us need to go get drinks or uh, or maybe get lunch, something like that, if you're up for it. I have a feeling I'll be calling in sick the next day if I'm uh, partying <laughs> with you two. Yeah, we'll we'll have a good we'll have a good time. And again, John Spicklemeyer for all your car insurance needs, four seven one seven one five five. Let him look over your policy, make sure you're paying for what you should be paying for, paying as as low an amount as uh as possible. So we certainly appreciate John Spicklemeyer and uh we're looking forward to a great twenty twenty three and and Rick, it, it may have gotten kind of kick started because damn if they're not still in this thing. I mean, I've buried them three or four times this season. Uh, and it certainly helps that, that Tennessee looks like they may be really falling apart. But here you look at it, and you're right. Derrick Henry runs for 96 yards in the first quarter. Uh, who survives that? Well, I'll tell you who survives that. Teams that can take the ball off the opponent, and the Jaguar defense did an amazing job of that. But also, if you've got an elite quarterback, it's amazing the holes that you can dig out of when you've got an amazing franchise quarterback. We've seen the Packers do it with Aaron Rodgers. We've seen certainly Tom Brady uh, in his legendary run do it. If you've got that elite guy, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are never dead. There could be 13 seconds on the clock. It doesn't matter. They have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo is becoming that player. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow can give you that. What Trevor Lawrence did Sunday uh, I thought was remarkable, and, and particularly when you – uh, have the the Ravens game so close as well. He's playing like an elite franchise quarterback, and when you have that, you can that gives you a lot of mulligans in a football game. And uh, and boy, I thought it was just I thought it was one of the most impressive wins they've had. To me, it reminded me a lot of Seattle here in 2017, where to me that was sort of the announcement to the rest of the league that yes, the Jaguars are legit; they're a real threat. And I don't know that this team is a real threat in terms of making a deep run or even getting into the tournament, but I do think they're a threat to take down Tennessee. Now, part of that's because I think Tennessee's falling apart, but you know, if, if, if the Jaguars can somehow beat Dallas, I do think the Chargers are going to beat Tennessee. Uh, and if the Chargers, uh, even if the Jaguars don't get it done Sunday against Dallas, I still think that there's a good chance Tennessee loses to Dallas themselves when they play them in Nashville in a couple weeks. But it, uh, it's it got a chance, Rick, to be a really exciting next four weeks. I, I don't love this matchup Sunday for the Jaguars, uh, but still riding high off an incredible victory in Nashville. Yeah, it's not a good matchup against Dallas. Dallas is a better team. Um, you know, there's still a few of them out there who are better. 
I look at the schedule right now, and I would certainly say that Philadelphia and Kansas City are two teams that they have faced who are better. Uh, What's really encouraging is that Jacksonville knew they wouldn't be able to run the ball. They couldn't run the ball, yet they still found a way to win it by spinning it. And Trevor Lawrence, maybe his best game, no sacks. The offensive line improved. There were a couple of early drops. Then the wide receivers and tight end and, and Evan Ingram were able to hold on to it. And some of the throws that Lawrence made were absolutely spectacular. I mean, throws that only a couple of players in the entire world can make. And, you know, I've heard some school of thought going back maybe a month ago, five weeks ago, that, oh, Trevor doesn't have any interceptions this year. I think he's got six on the season. He's not daring. He's not trying to throw it in spots. And I'm like, whoa, hold on here a little bit. For as much as he was criticized for throwing those three red zone interceptions, including two in the end zone, you got to give this guy credit. He's still threading the needle. He's still throwing it where there's very good coverage, and he's putting it in places where only his offensive weapon is able to receive the football. So it was a huge game for Lawrence. I also love the fact that, because I've been really outspoken on this, I've questioned his fire, and I've talked about it on my show. We've talked about it here on the podcast. I spent July in Charlotte talking with Davo Sweeney and his former offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, who's now the head coach at Virginia. And I spent all my time talking about the leadership qualities of Lawrence. I noticed it as the sideline reporter last year through 17 games. The maturation took place. He grew, but I still wondered, did he have whether, you know, did he have that ability in him to go and get on his offensive linemen or his wide receivers? Still haven't really seen that yet, but to have him wave at the crowd, to have him show that this game meant something, the headbutt, you know, tennis, I think it was Jeffrey Simmons on the defensive line at the very end of the game. um, If I'm going to call him out in one aspect, I got to support him in the other. Some people might've thought that that was Bush league to point at the scoreboard or whatever. I loved it. To me, it showed that, that he's becoming the leader of this football team. And he needs to have a little bit of swagger in him. And he showed that. So to me, that was very promising. The other thing about this, Hayes, and it has to be mentioned, nine takeaways a year ago. They have 20 so far this year in 13 games. As great as Trevor Lawrence was, and hopefully will be for the remainder of the year, Jacksonville doesn't win that game without the tremendous play of their defense, which has been bend but do not break. You look at the numbers, they don't support it. They're not a great defense. But Shaq Quarterman coming off the bench, he got three snaps, the huge hit on King Henry. And, you know, Josh Allen's been highly criticized this year. He hung on to the ball. The way that the season has gone for Josh Allen, I'm sure everyone thought that he would have gotten a paw on it, it would have trickled out of bounds, and it would have been first down Tennessee. He hung on to it. So, Uh, The defense has not been anywhere close to superb, but brother, they had four enormous takeaways in that victory on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Shaq Quarterman hit, I mean, that could be a that could be a play we're talking about for a decade. I mean, if 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 that ends, if what happened Sunday ends up sparking them and, and they somehow win the AFC South title. Uh, I mean, that is going to be one of the the biggest. That's going to be a play that that becomes legendary in uh, in, in Jaguars uh, folklore. So I uh, it, it was it was amazing. Uh, Wingard's pick, you know, after 
uh, the injury. I mean, Trayvon Walker, you know, we've been craving seeing that kind of play out of Trayvon Walker where he just crushes Tannehill. And that's the kind of play Dak Prescott's going to see that on film. Uh, all the all the opposing quarterbacks that the Jaguars still have to play. That's going to be a play that pops out to them. That's going to be a play that they're remembering on Sunday during the game because that was about as violent as it can be in this league. He is a giant. And when he hits you like that and and he gets that arm going, I mean, Tannehill's lucky he was able to stay in the game. And uh, I, I thought that was uh, that really got it going. Smoot made the great recovery. Um I'll tell you one thing, Rick, that I really enjoyed that I haven't heard a lot of covering the Jaguars in 10 years is veteran savvy. And Arden Key showed that on the, uh, it was kind of a fumbled exchange. Uh, it was, they wanted to give Henry a direct snap. And I was talking to Arden Key about it after the game. And he said, I was calling it out because Henry was aligned so close to Tannehill. It was, he's way closer to him than he would normally be. And so I, I knew right away this isn't, they're doing something here out of character. And uh, sure enough, so he called it out. He was ready. He kind of was anticipating that. And, I, you know, I, whether whether Key's uh, penetration disrupted it or whether it was just botched, uh, Key was right there when Henry uh, didn't handle the exchange and, uh, you know, was able to, to get another big turnover. So, yeah, defensively, that was great to see. They're going to have to certainly continue that. Devin Lloyd played all 67 snaps and seemed like he came through it uh, you know, in, in fine fashion. So that's really good to see, although I would start Muma over him this week, and I think that's where it'll trend if Muma is able to go. Um, you know, But that's good. You feel like you now have a little bit of, of depth there, and maybe Lloyd is starting to find himself because he's going to be the starter long-term, I believe. Um, you know, so So a lot of really positive developments. And again, Man, Trevor Lawrence made some great plays, like you said. I mean, the the pass to Zay Jones into the end zone that Zay couldn't come up with. He was probably interfered mm-hmm. on, but I mean, he hits him literally in the shoulder with the ball. I mean, it, it Zay Jones could have had a bullseye, and because that's exactly where you want the ball to be. The escapability that he showed on the third down conversion to Agnew, uh, just wow, an unbelievable, right yeah, unbelievable, yeah. and and to score on the the one yard line. And and I to your point about playing with an edge, I also like that Trevor Lawrence is like, you know what? But this is on us. This isn't on the coaches. Uh, I, I, yes, I'm supposed to hand the ball here. We're at the one. But I think I see something. So to hell with it. I'm keeping it. And, uh, you know, he scored. I mean, it wasn't probably as easy as he anticipated it being. Uh, but he does a great job with the stiff arm and, uh, and then outran the corner uh, into the end zone with the nice dive. So really, uh, I thought... I I thought Trevor Lawrence just r- really played like somebody that took this game personally. Uh, did not want to hear about how the Jaguars can't win in Nashville, uh, even though he was only here for for one of those uh, eight straight losses. But it was exactly what you want to see. I mean, it, really against the Ravens and against the Titans, Trevor Lawrence basically turned into Michael Myers. I mean, he basically came out of the closet, grabbed the opponent pinned them up against the wall, put a steak knife through their heart, and then stared at them as they died. And it was, it's look, from a football standpoint, it was gorgeous to see. Yep, it was, no doubt about it. What's, uh, we want to get to Dallas. I, I, I do want to, however, tip my cap to both Mike Caldwell and Doug Peterson. Defensive changes, hand to the ground. Um, nearly, I think he had played, what, 13 snaps with his hand on the ground uh, this year, and 
and he, he nearly equaled that on Sunday to Trayvon Walker, uh, bringing back Trey Herndon, putting him in the slot, taking Darius Williams and putting him outside opposite Tyson Campbell. Some moves that, that worked for Jacksonville, really flourished for Jacksonville. Also, Doug Peterson, and, you know, I wondered about this. It seems like every week Jacksonville has a streak, and it's a bad streak. Can't win on the West Coast. Can't win against an NFC team. Houston's won nine in a row. Lost eight straight in Tennessee. And Doug Peterson has been asked a lot about that. It seems like every week his attitude's kind of been like, well, you know, we're really not focusing on it because I haven't been here. The players haven't been there. It's hard to think about what the coaches and players are thinking about compared to what the fans are going through and what they're thinking about because it's a totally different set of circumstances. But he bought into Tennessee. He was aware of what happened there. He showed him a video, really pissed off the team. So I think Doug Peterson, understanding what it meant to this crowd, what it meant to this fan base, and getting that to his players, to have a guy like Arden Key, who's been here for 13 games, to have him come out and say he hates Tennessee, that is incredible coaching and pushing the right buttons to get a professional to get to that level for this rivalry. And, and again, you know, we all hope it continues in, uh, in four weeks. All right, let's get to Dallas in our final moments here. I don't like the matchup, but I tell you why. They struggle – with Houston, we saw a third 98-yard come-from-behind victory last week in the NFL, and this one was headed up by Dak Prescott, who didn't play well. In a perfect world, I would have loved to have had Dallas knock off Houston 45-7, to thinking that all they got to do is head on down here on an airplane, show up, and win. That's not the case. They barely get by. They play ugly. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to have to deal with a week's worth of criticism from the media and the fans kind of up in arms. This Cowboys team has won four in a row. They've won six or seven. They're third in scoring offense. They're third in scoring defense. They do have some injuries, but this is clearly one of the best teams in the NFL. This is not a good matchup for the Jaguars. It isn't. Dallas has a plus 131 point differential. They've won six to seven. Um, they really handled the Dak Prescott injury well early in the year. I thought that might sink them. It did not. Um, Pollard has become an electrifying running back. They finally have realized that he's their best back. I mean, he's he's at almost 1,300 yards of offense this year, 12 touchdowns. He's averaging 5.7 a carry, 9.6 a reception. And, uh, and Zeke Elliott is still uh, very good. He's just not what he was. But, you know, but he's got 7.16 on the ground and nine scores as well. So very potent backfield for the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz are going to present problems for the Jaguars. And uh, defensively, Dallas is very well-rounded. I mean, they're, they're the best uh, team in the league when it comes to sacks. They have 48. Their uh, sack percentage is best in the league, 11.7%. There, there's not a lot that you don't like in Dallas in this point. Now, when you get in the tournament, you know, they've got the underachiever label that they're going to have to shed. But this is a regular season game, obviously. And I think you have to like Dallas here. We just have to hope that the Chargers can take care of business. I am terrified having to rely on the Chargers to do anything. Um, but they are a favorite. Uh, they, they are about a three and a half point favorite. Last I checked over Tennessee. So I don't think the Jaguars get it done. But the hope is Tennessee won't either uh, in the afternoon window, and uh, and no harm will be done, and and you move on to next week. But uh, but yeah, I would think if the Jaguars can beat Dallas, I would I would be really 
really impressed with that. Um, and again, if that happens, I think Trevor Lawrence will be taking another step towards superstardom after being the uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week this week. So uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Certainly looking forward to it. want to thank our sponsor, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Again, j- give John a call. 471-7155. He's such a great dude. I've known him since high school. Uh, he went on to play at Notre Dame. Unbelievable football player and uh, tons of integrity. And uh, he's going to treat you right. He's going to make sure he can either save you money by looking at your policy going over it, or he's going to say, you know what? You got a great policy. There's nothing I can do here. Stick with this policy. So give him a call. 471-7155. Again, you've got nothing to lose. Uh, just let him look over your policy and see if he can help you. And uh, that's all we ask. So, Rick, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it and uh, um, really enjoyed our conversation last week as well. It seemed like it got a, a lot of good buzz. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that we can sort of go into the layers of the organization like we did. And, you know, we'll continue to do that. But uh, but this week, uh, it's all smiles. And hopefully uh, hopefully they don't celebrate all week like they did after beating the Ravens. Hopefully they uh, quickly got back on task and uh, we'll, we'll give a good effort against the Dallas Cowboys. No doubt. That, that is the theme of the week. Learn how to win and, and win after a win, and, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully Derwin James, by the way, returns for L.A. to help yes. slow down uh, King Henry. All right, that's it. Uh, we are out of time. Yeah, for the record, I, I do think Jacks fall short against Dallas, but that's okay as long as Tennessee loses. It's going to be simple. Beginning a week from Thursday, Jacksonville's going to have to win their last three games. They're going right. to have to beat the Jets. They're going to have to beat the Texans. And then the head-to-head, they're going to have to beat Tennessee at the bank the final weekend of the regular season. You can get me, Rick Ballou, by going to Ballou10XL. How about you, Hayes? Yeah, please reach out at Hayes Carline. We always appreciate it. Folks, we uh, thank you as always for your comments. And make sure you're around next time when we crank things up right here on Death, Taxes, and Duval. 